Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Loose Units Origins, the weekly bonus episode of Loose Units, where Dad and I catch up and just sort of talk nonsense to help keep you all company through the lockdown. I'm a writer, Dad's an ex-cop, and we get along very well. Dad, one of the really nice things about last year was the fact that you and I got to kind of start this bonus podcast, right? I mean, we we began a second weekly podcast to kind of help people through the lockdown. You know, COVID aside, it was a really weird year, but Acast, who are the wonderful folks who uh, distribute and, you know, help us get loose units made and help us get it out there, sent us this sort of lovely mood board with all the statistics for, for loose units over 2020. And would you like to tell listeners how many times people listen to our show in the year 2020? Well, Paul, I was driving in my ute um, about an hour ago. Yep. And um, for those people who are listening today, which is actually tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, just add a, another day to that little thing about the hour. So I'm driving along, um, coming back from um, uh, an ocean run and soft sand. Did I just say an ocean run? You can run on the ocean if you're fast enough, I think. If it was, if it was sort of an apocalyptic morning and the o- the seas had frozen over... Mm-hmm. You could that, run. That I could have run over it. Um, so I'm coming back and you sent me uh, this kind of, like, I won't say weird, but it was sort of a an unusual um, sort of segmented screen. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a number, and I'm driving, remember, so it comes up on the phone automatically and it just said 2.1. And I uh, thought, well, Paul's... Paul doesn't just send me this stuff randomly because you're very uh, concise as to what you send me. And uh, I thought, I'll pull over. So I pulled over in a leafy suburb in Sydney and I had a look at the, the fine print mm-hmm. and it said number of views or listens, downloads, for last year was 2.1 million. And I I was so excited that I... I almost teared up. It's a lot of I, people. I'm serious, Paul. I, and then in amongst all these statistics was something that struck me as being kind of really, really nice. Yeah. And that was that our largest group of people in the world that that's really increasing quite exponentially is from a particular country that starts with an A. Can you guess what that country is? Oh, well, I mean, I'd, I'd like to pretend I don't know, but I'm the one who sent you the thing. Yeah, it's America, our biggest. I mean, Unbelievable. we have. Unbelievable. Isn't that great? And I mean, I didn't realize we had so many 
American Paul, listeners. I, I had no idea, but it, it kind of it warmed the cockles of my heart. Oh, that's gross. But um, in that, mm-hmm. I think that Australia, the way we tell stories here, yeah, is is pretty special. And um, and I would like to send a shout out to the two million or so people. Three point one million, baby. In this world of ours, yep. Yep. the known universe at this stage, that um, although it's possible that, well, it is possible that we are listened to on other planets. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't. It's I unlikely. Think, no, no, I just, I think ACAST's sort of remit as far as uh, charting podcast traffic doesn't go past Ursa Minor. So we're only copying. I mean, it's probably more past that point. Mm. I'd like to honestly, I would like to build a Voyager esque spacecraft and whack us on a golden record, and send us out into the into the cosmos and see mm. who listens. Mm. You know, I've um, I've really everyone knows, and I and I know I say a lot of things. I I am fairly repetitive. I'm aware of that, listeners. But I would like to reiterate my deep, heartfelt, sincere thanks and immense appreciation to all of you it means yes. so much to paul and and me mm, really thank and, you and, and thank you acast for for having the 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 faith in 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 us and and we're here for the long haul oh yeah absolutely but this is an absolutely insane endeavor and thank you everyone for last year you just you know you I mean, we, we did this show to get you through it but the fact is that you got us through it really this doing the show twice a week was such a such a lifesaver and Launching Electric Blue, launching a second book during lockdown was hellishly hard and the support and the numbers and the sales have been really great and the fact that you all continue to buy the book and also someone sent me some screenshots from the Kindle version of Electric Blue and there are points in Electric Blue, no spoilers, where you can actually sort of decide some stuff and what was nice on the Kindle version is that you could actually click on parts to get zapped to those pages. And it was just, I didn't realize. And then there's the audiobook version, which has original music in it. I mean, there's so many different versions of things we've done this year, you know. And it almost makes up for the lack of live shows. But please rest assured, the second this country is open for business, we are going to be doing live shows. Mm. Dad and I have been trapped uh, at opposite ends of the country. Well, not opposite ends of the country. We've been been trapped over the kind of Vic New South Wales border for, you know, almost a year now. Mm. And it's getting really old, but the one thing that's sort of gotten us through it is loose units. So, yeah, from Dad and myself, please accept our heartfelt thanks. Now, I have a question here, Dad, from a listener, Mm. and this is from Dave. Hi, Paul and John. I only just discovered the book on Audible and the podcasts. Love listening. I was a cop at Mossman and North Sydney in the late 80s, early 90s. Has John got any character, and he's put character in rabbit fingers, got any character-based stories of some of the fucking lunatic cops from that era, like Ray Hill, who was so lazy he would tell members of the public to fuck off if they tried to report anything, the mad Irish sergeant Tom Flatley, Nail Mayo, who put a deceased warb in the boot of a cop car and dumped it in Chatswood area, etc. There are some hilarious stories attached to these lunatic coppers. Dave. Dave, you're great. Love it. I would love to, if in the future, in the in the in some time, in this infinite future, if we were ever to maybe chat with someone, I'd love to chat with you because I worked with with police officers that were hmm. 
so unbelievably uh, I, I, I just really struggle to find words. And in fact, it's a, it's a, it brings up a lot of emotions when I talk about this because I saw things that defied description. And I used to think and ask myself as a young police officer, how on earth did some of these people get into the police force? Um, were they walking past headquarters and there was this sort of hook on the end of a stick that just randomly came out of police headquarters yep. and hooked them by the neck at random and just pulled them in, measured them up and said, you're in. Is that what happened back then? I worked with a police officer that when he used to get stressed he did one of two things. He'd either put his uh, his jacket right over his head so you couldn't see his face and he would turn around so it looked like someone who had no head and then he would just start gyrating in front of um, the public. And when you then, say, wait, wait, when you say gyrating, is this a dance of some sort? So, yeah, sort it, of a dance. Like a traumatized rocking back and yeah, forth? Yeah, sort of someone that had been given a massive electric shock. <laughs> and um, he would just flip out. That same person, in fact, there's there's a whole... I, I know I've told you a few stories about this particular person mm. um, because he went to work at other police stations. He was insane. And to make matters worse, Paul... My father taught him, and That's weird. Dad, I know you. I know you're listening to these podcasts from wherever you are. Um, this student of yours was a misfit. You know how in movies and TV shows, and it's a bit of a cliched thing. Perhaps, but I got to witness this for the very first time mm-hmm. when this same officer, one night at North Sydney Police Station, when he just couldn't cope anymore, he turned 90 degrees to the right and he pretended to walk down a set of stairs into a basement. Wait, like the thing that Mike Myers does in Austin Powers? He did, he did to get away he from an it. actual... He really did that to make out that he was going down into the basement of North Sydney Police Station. Fun fact... There is no basement. And then he, once I'd seen him do that, and and, and it looked great from the other side of the counter, and he just crawled away. And that's how he dealt with certain stress situations. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you remember what the specific stress was? Like, was it really there bad? There were too many was- people. There were just so many people at the counter. Right. It was so chaotic at North Sydney Police Station. Imagine if it's a, a wet Saturday night. It is pumping. It's standing room only. I mean, it is... And generally, there was only one station constable and and the station sergeant. And you may have been lucky. You know, if a car crew... I remember being in the car. If you came into the station and it was just insane, the last place you wanted to spend more than five seconds was the station counter, like the public area. Because invariably, the station sergeant, if he thought you were idle for more than half a second... He would grab you and he'd get you to help process prisoners, take photographs, fingerprints. Look, there were so many things happening. Feed prisoners, um, get prisoners in, get prisoners out, organise for transportation of prisoners to the bay, Long Bay Jail. I mean, it, it's insane. Right. And and this poor guy, this this police officer, he he's the same guy, Paul, um, that someone ran into Chatswood Police Station. He was the only constable there and said there was some sort of um, drama happening up the street. He ran out of the police station on on foot with a radio. He left Chatswood Police Station unattended and wide open. So there was no one there. And he's the same guy that went to... The Sydney Cricket Ground, all police officers, young police officers, had to do time at the big, um, you know, like the cricket, for example, where you might have, you know, two or three hundred police. Mm-hmm. And he famously, and I think it's kind of a beautiful story, but totally fucked up. Have you told this story before? Well, it's the one where he got into the lift with all the, the assistant commissioners and all the most senior police officers in the New South Wales Police Force. Have I ever told you that? No. Oh, uh, you know what's funny? Every single time I say that, part of me goes, there's going to be some clatch of listeners somewhere in the world going, yes, he's, he said that. He's already told this but story But it's such before. a great story. And I mean, just- just tell, it to, look, tell it to me now, and if people have heard it before, just skip ahead, because I don't remember it. I mean, mm. I, well, I don't- look, Paul, in a nutshell, um, yeah. he was a very, very young probationary constable. So he'd been in like, the job less than a year. Like your age when you joined. Yeah, probably. he was in his late teens. He, he may have been 19 or 20. He was, he was, a, he was a young looking guy. Yep. He was kind of ill-suited for the police force on many levels. But he had this kind of sweet naivety, which is pretty dangerous in, to have that characteristic when you're sort of in a uniform with a gun. Right. And... He was on point duty at the Sydney Cricket Ground, which means he was doing traffic routines, you know, assisting basic, basic stuff, basic Mm. policing. Mm. And it's a shit job. And you'd be out there for hours directing traffic. And he just got tired. So he walked into the members stand of the Sydney Cricket Ground 
he gets in a lift with some of the most highly decorated, most senior police officers, and these are high, high-ranking police. This probationary constable gets in the lift with these elderly gentlemen, and he just looks at them. And they obviously thought, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you in a lift with us, and where on earth are you going? So the first thing he said to these guys was, oh, are you in the band? which is the most bizarre thing to say, but he, he said that because of all their epaulets and their decorations. He thought they were kind of like... Like a Sergeant Pepper kind of thing. Yeah, or, or EDR men on speed, because we know how he used to uh, dress with all these, you know, imaginary medals. Sure. But the, the thing that really caps this story off, Paul, is that he followed these senior officers to the bar <gasps> and ordered a beer. Now, nothing happened to him because the... Senior police officers probably thought they were involved in a mass hallucination because it, you just couldn't comprehend that a probationary constable would do that. But he did that, and they're the sorts of things. And then famously, uh, I worked with a police officer at Mossman Police Station who used to wear a dressing gown yes, I remember. and slippers yeah. on the yeah. night shift. Yeah. I mean... And these are the types of, you know, you can put it down to mild eccentricity, mm. but... Um, Did you remember any of the people that uh, Dave mentioned? He mentioned Ray Hill, who was, I mean, you know, Ray Hill, Tom Flatley, Neil... I mean, I don't know whether I should be naming these people. Also, no, it's I said okay. Me- these, these police were there after I was. Okay. I, I left North Sydney mm-hmm. in about 1985. Okay. This guy so, was saying late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. But look, you know, I'm sure that um, if you were to, you know, do a bit of a survey today in 2021, mm. there would be some fascinating stories. However, I feel that there would be a lot less colourful anecdotes today as opposed to... I mean, let's face it, Paul, it was, a, it was kind of a bit of a free-for-all. Mm. Um, I mean, yes, it was exciting, but... Look, I just it was it was bizarre. It was very very surreal. I mean, the detectives that used to work the afternoon shifts, you know, and 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 the listeners will, will all recall that they would simply the only time you'd ever see them was when they came into the station and gave you a tiny slip of paper with a telephone number on it, mm-hmm. and that telephone number was um was a restaurant where they would spend the entire shift, and if unfortunately something major went down, uh and you had to call them, mm-hmm. then you never knew their state of sobriety. Right, of course, yeah. So really, really tough times. But, um, I mean, obviously in, in every occupation, in every career, and I think one of the the, the more worrying aspects of, of, of sort of recruiting in general mm. is how on earth you um, you can sort of really profile all the applicants, and there are so many applicants, and some people that join the police force and other emergency services in the beginning might be, uh, and to use your, to use you know the rabbit fingers, you might be normal, whatever on earth that means. Yeah. But you know you might sort of fit within a fairly broad spectrum of what is perceived to be normal, and then all of a sudden you go to some horrific incident, and it can it can you can unravel. It just bends you out of shape, yeah. And then you've got your your, your private life, and that mm. that can unravel. 
You might have a child who goes off the rails. I mean, Paul, you and I knew a very, very senior detective, family friend. Mm. His son did time for armed robbery. Right. Now, that's heavy. You know, the sins of the son, the sins of the father, and it's it, it's tough. And then it's these we, people it, are supposed mm. to just go out and, you know, be be super professional and and conceal all their um all their real life stuff. I mean, it would you know it would kind of bend you out of shape a little bit. It would be disturbing and weird if that stuff happened. I mean, if I'd entered a life of crime instead of writing about you for a living, uh, I suspect you would be a little bit weirder. And you're already a little bit weird. Yeah, but Paul, we'd still love you as all parents. I'm pretty sure that all parents, no matter what, will go to bat for their kids. That's um, a very. I think that's a very sweet assumption and it's very telling of your faith in people that you would think that. But I mean, that's, mm. that's, that's how it should be. Speaking of your career, I last episode we talked about Police Squad. Not Police Squad, not the Leslie Nelson show. We talked about Police Rescue... Police yep. rescue. Yeah. Um, have you had any more thoughts about that? Have you had any more kind of? Have you sat there? I mean, because I asked whether you would, um, whether you thought you could have cut it. But one thing I didn't ask was, do you think you could cut it now? Do you think you could qualify to get into police, um, police rescue now? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I'd really love it because, really? um, you know, more mature. Um, sort of experience enables you to sort of stand back and not be so um so so hasty mm. because if you go in hard and fast sometimes that can be um it can end in disaster and that's why um for example at a fire at a at a really big fire you've got certain officers that will stand back and assess the situation and you always need people standing back getting that sort of overall perspective yeah, because if you're sort of a frontline shock troop going in, you're very, very focused. Your your attention is very, very um, sort of pinpointed, very specific, and you can, like, for example, if you have to rescue someone, your whole objective, your whole focus, is is to to rescue that person. Like that senior constable on the weekend, her initial primary gut reaction taking into consideration all her experience all her past would have been to just get in there and save that girl can you imagine paul if we had have had senior rescue operators standing around guiding her my gut feeling paul yeah is that they probably would have offered advice that perhaps would have been contrary to her initial and that's the thing about look at the fireys that went into uh, the twin towers. They just went in, yeah. And that's what that's what these people do, and that's why you need experienced hands. Um, and I and I, I'd give it a go. I mean, physically, I'm I'd be definitely up to it because I look after myself, and uh, and I think it'd be exciting. And the great thing about these things is that you're doing an, an amazing, wonderful service. You're helping people. Mm. And um, and it's gratifying, but it does take its toll. And not all humans are as resilient as we're not all as resilient as each other. I mean, there are 
there are degrees and how people cope with these things. Um, you say that, but the, I mean, it takes a degree of resilience, I would argue, in your defense, to dredge up things that you did before. I mean, it takes a t- certain psychological resilience to actually, you know, you basically relive these things. So I think, you know, I think that's a kind of bravery. Um, yeah. Having said that, I think it would be a great next season of the show if we charted your journey trying to get back onto the force. And now that I've said that, I guarantee you people are going to be pissed if we don't do it. But we mm. can't. That'd be great. Maybe like a mall cop or something. Anyway, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Ends. We're going to see you first thing next week for more Loose Units. Have a great weekend and we'll see you soon. Bye. Cheerio. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.